Welcome back to That's Random. I'm Dean Hansen. It's time. Time for me to actually head out and find some random people to interview. I'll be honest, I'm terrified. This podcast is definitely getting me out of my comfort zone. I have this thing I do where I'll record voice memos on my phone about all kinds of things throughout the week. It's kind of how I organize my thoughts. I've recorded voice memos discussing anything from poker theory, mathematical odds of the game, you need 11 to 1 odds to call, to the stress of buying a new house. Our mortgage was just uh, submitted to the underwriter on Friday, and I didn't know what the underwriter even was, but I looked it up and it's got me nervous. Sometimes I yak about new podcast ideas. I have this podcast idea. Basically just interview completely random strangers and see if they'll give me their life story. If we can learn who they are, what makes them tick. I do these voice memos about all kinds of stuff. I've recorded the highs and lows of how I feel about this project as well. At one point, it wasn't looking very good. Oh, man. Fucking... I'm panicking about this podcast idea. This is a voice memo I recorded just a few days after I published the trailer for this podcast on iTunes. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I... I I don't know how I'm going to be able to approach completely random people. Like, I... I don't know how investigative reporters pull this off. Like, I'm terrified. I'm such a coward when it comes to this stuff. I, um, ah, what am I doing? It keeps me up at night. Like, I literally, I'm, I'm literally losing sleep over the thought of, uh, going out and interviewing people. And, you know, I uploaded the, 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 the trailer episode one and you know that was supposed to take like a week to be approved by itunes and then it was approved in like four hours really kind of pushed my deadline to actually start creating this damn show up Okay, so it hasn't all been bad. Most of the time, I'm really excited about this podcast. I actually just got a really good lead on a potential subject to interview. Now, I know the whole idea of this show is to interview random people, but I'm not just going to ignore an interesting story based mostly on the show title. So I was on the phone with my wife, and uh, she was driving downtown. We live in Salt Lake City, about a half an hour away from downtown Salt Lake. She was heading into the tattoo parlor to get a new tattoo, and she noticed this guy. I was getting off of the freeway, and there's a man standing on the corner. He was probably early 20s. Yeah. And he had a one of those little snack-sized peanuts. 
snack-sized peanuts? Yes, that you get at the grocery or at the gas station. Oh, okay. There were pigeons. I want to say there's 20 pigeons all over the ground surrounding him. Yeah. Because he would drop one on the ground and step on it. The peanuts? The peanuts. Not the pigeons? It, no. <laughs> okay. Step on the peanuts to, and then all the pigeons would come and, and eat Aww. the crushed peanut. That's sweet. And then he started putting them in his hand and six or seven pigeons would land on him and just sit there on him and try to eat the peanut out of his hand. So they just hung out on his lap and everything. He was standing up. Oh, he was standing up. He was standing up and the pigeons were on both of his arms. So he had three pigeons on each arm. He's like standing there with his arms out? Like, yeah. Like the hawk people do? And kind of. More like he was getting ready to go give someone a hug. <laughs> and, and there's just pigeons all over Just him. all over his arms. He had one on his shoulder. He had one on his head for a minute. Yeah. And they were just eating the peanuts out of his hand. He started flicking a couple of them off. Yeah. He liked so he didn't like them on him or... He liked a particular one on him, but there was one that was white. It was almost all white. He liked the white one, and he was petting it on the forehead. He could just sit there and pet the pigeon on the forehead? Yes. And then he didn't like the other ones on him? I. It didn't appear to be. He liked the, him liking the other ones. He just wanted the white one. I want to find this guy. What is? What was he like wearing? Just like he was wearing a hoodie. Hoodie. And he was wearing jeans, but they were really dirty and scruffed up right. all over the front of his legs. Yeah. And um, Skechers. Skechers. I always look at homeless people's shoes. I don't know if that's so a hoodie. A hoodie. Dirty jeans. Dirty. Stop. Let's stop right there. Did you hear that huge mistake I just made in the middle of that interview? Let's play it one more time. And, um, Skechers. Skechers? I always look at homeless people's shoes. I don't know if that's... So a hoodie? A hoodie? Dirty jeans. Did you hear that? My wife in this interview was just about to tell me something very interesting about how she notices homeless people's shoes all the time. And I cut her off to have her continue the description of this guy. I think this is a huge problem with my interviewing skills. I need to focus and make sure I'm listening to the person I'm interviewing. Anyway, let's move on. I always look at homeless people's shoes. I don't know if that's... So a hoodie? A hoodie. Dirty jeans. Dirty jeans and sketchers. And he was blonde. Blonde, like 20-year-old. 20, maybe 23 is what I was thinking. Homeless guy feeding the pigeons. Yeah. See, that's interesting. I'm going to try and find him. Like, I want to try and find that exact guy. Because, unless I see somebody more interesting, I guess. And that was another thing I asked while we were on the phone, is did he seem nice or mean? No. (laughs) No, I'm just wondering if he looked like he would stab me. I... I don't know. (laughs) 
So what's his build like? Height He's a and smaller build? guy. Maybe uh, skinny. He was really skinny. Really skinny. Uh, maybe 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, his backpack, I remember that because it looks just like your brown one. Oh, the one I have. Yes. Okay. And I noticed it and I was like, oh. The brown one that I gave to Connor? Yes. Okay. See, this is good. I got a good description. I'll know him when I see him. I'm going to find him. I'm going to interview him. I'm intrigued and <laughs> worried for you at the same time. <laughs> so, I have my description. White male, blonde, aged 20 to 23, skinny, around 5 foot 8 inches tall, Wearing a hoodie, jeans, sketchers, and a brown backpack. And let's not forget, a white pigeon for a pet. The search is on. So I guess when you're searching for someone, the logical thing to do is to just head to the last known location of the guy. Yeah, I-80 East. Then we're going to get off State Street. And if we're really, really lucky, he'll just be there. And I'll just go talk to him, I guess. First off, I just want to apologize about the sound quality in the car. I had hooked up my microphone basically in my cell phone holder that is hooked to the dashboard. So there's a lot of road noise, but hopefully you get the gist of it. At that point, I was just pulling off of the exit and getting pretty nervous. Coming up on the overpass. I'm not seeing anybody just yet. Here we are. Uh... Last known location. Somebody is on the corner, but I can't see them. The light post is in the way. Looks like a kid on a skateboard. That's not going to be him. So just as I'm rolling to a stop at the signal and trying to get a better look at the kid behind the light pole, I notice this guy standing right outside my window. What's up, man? How's it going? Doing all right? Oh, not too bad. Somebody here? Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. Yeah. You have a great day. You too, man. So, holy shit, that's him. couldn't believe I had found him so easily. This was literally the first attempt I had made at going out and finding him. 
I didn't think he would be there and I was going to have to ask around and see if anyone had ever heard of him. But no, there he was, standing in the exact same place that my wife had seen him a couple days earlier. I was almost in shock, as silly as that sounds, and I didn't even know what to say. Parked at the KFC, just kitty corner to where he's standing, and I got a kind of a good view of him. And uh, thinking I can kind of scope him out. <laughs> okay, game plan. What do I say? Like, I just walk up and start talking, right? Like, this is crazy. So uh, I eventually got up the courage to go talk to him, and uh, this is what happened. There are just these pigeons around here, I don't know. I just started feeding them the stuff that I don't really like to eat that people give me. Yeah. And I don't know, they just seemed to... Just hang out well, with Yeah, them. and then I could, <laughs> I could put stuff in my hand, food, and they'll fly on my shoulder. Oh, yeah. He matched my wife's description perfectly, except for one thing. Where are all the pigeons? Uh, they're, they're probably all sleeping now. I, oh, they, 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 see, they seem to just go to sleep right after I feed them. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, it wasn't hard for me to relate to the pigeon man. His name is Drew, by the way. He grew up in the same area that my family and I just bought a house. He went to the same high school that my daughter will attend in just two short years. And he installs insulation inside attics whenever he can get the work. I used to do that same job. Drew is a very nice and interesting guy, and I can't help but feel that he's a victim of circumstance. If I were given his life, I would most likely end up in the same place, homeless and asking for help near the freeway off-ramp. As a child, Drew's father wasn't around, and his mother ended up marrying an abusive alcoholic. I don't know, 
like somehow DCFS got involved and they told my mom you need to leave him or we're gonna take your kids and she just never could leave them. I don't know. Really? So you and your sister? My two older sisters, two older younger sisters. sister. Oh, so, so we you're got, you're we got took boy. away. So she never got us back. Foster care and and uh, um, and well, straight out with without an apartment or anything. Well, or? no, I when I, I aged out, you know, they try and make sure you're ready. I had my own apartment. Yeah, uh, that lease was up. You know, got another apartment. The year lease that was up, and got another apartment, and then just I don't what was it? I got fired from my job oh, didn't make a get didn't get a you know a job that ended up paying my bills in time right. before my other lease was up and I had no money yeah for you know get another apartment and right I don't know it's you're asking how's it like it's not so great I would imagine <laughs> it's pretty shitty yeah yeah it's tough stuff do you ever go anywhere outside of Utah? Like, do you think of leaving Utah in the winter? And <laughs> I've thought so. It's just, I think leaving Utah, it just would be even harder. Like, it would be starting over, and the little that I have here, you know, believe it or right. not, that little bit that I know the city that I'm from to go to a completely different city, not knowing anyone. Right. You know, that's it's just gonna make it harder. Like, the weather would be nice, but. You have good friends out here that live live similar uh, lifestyle, or I don't know. My closest friends passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. But Sorry I, to hear that. Drew goes on to explain that most of his friends have passed away due to drugs. He's not close with his sisters or any other family. He has almost nothing and almost no one. He's only 25 years old. Thanks to Incompetech.com and freemusicarchive.org for the royalty-free music used in this episode. Special thanks to the love of my life, Haley, for helping and supporting me through this project. And of course, thank you, Drew. I hope life gets better for you very soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you.